Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl that dumped me twice in a week? And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. Hey, man. So how are you? How are you today? Doing good? <laughs> you really want to start this way? Yeah. That's twice now. You give me you give me shit for just trying to, you know, paint the mood and let people think, yeah, we just sat down and this is the first time we're talking in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? You doing good? I haven't talked to you in like three days. <laughs> Has it been that long? Has it been that long? We're being attacked by giant mosquitoes here. I'm distracted. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm doing better, man. I uh I got back from DC what day? Thursday? And I got caught up in that blizzard. So I was supposed to come home Tuesday. And Sunday night, I got an email saying my flight was canceled. They canceled that shit before it started snowing. Yeah. It's like they knew. Yeah. So then I, I rescheduled my flight for the next day, for Wednesday. Uh, assuming that, you know, it probably won't be that bad. So I'll be able to get a flight Wednesday. And I go to check in on Tuesday for my flight. And it says there's no record of my, my flight. What? Yeah. I'm actually having that issue right now, too, for a flight I booked in May. Wait a minute. I don't get that. Wait, no record? That means they just killed it? No. like It, it, it shows up in my... I'll show you right now, because maybe you might have uh, some input for me. I don't. I can already tell you. I have no idea. So it's, Southwest is weird that the, way they, the, the way they operate. So watch. This is what happened. So this is what happened with my flight that day. I clicked the thing to check in, and it says there's no record of your flight, even though it's under my trips. Did you call them? I haven't. I need to. So anyway, that's how I ended up not having a flight home on Wednesday and getting a flight home Thursday instead. Okay, but they didn't charge you extra. No, it was all free. Or it was free changing or upgrading, whatever it was. Yeah. Did you get to move up to like the front of the plane? No, because I screwed up again and fell asleep on, uh, was it Wednesday? Oh, I wasn't feeling good. supposed to check in. Yeah, I was supposed to check in. I missed it by like 45 minutes. I ended up in the C group. And I didn't even know there was a fucking C group. Oh, no. It goes all the way to E if it's like a really packed flight. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I thought B was bad. <laughs> no, B is bad. He's like, you're all the way the fuck, and you won't get any uh, any uh, overhead space. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to travel Southwest for for work a bunch of times. I fucking hated it. Felt like a bunch of cattle being herded into a fucking plane. See, I don't I don't mind it to when our I'm, eventual death. I don't mind Southwest it because I'm usually on top of things, and it's you know puts you in the position to okay, as long as you're on top of it, you're gonna be fine. And I like it. It's cool. And the thing is, it also flies out of Long Beach and it flies out of Omni. It's a mosquito on me. No. <laughs> Sorry, that over. <laughs> look on your face. Dear God. It was like you're being fucking mauled to death. Like, oh, is it on me? It wasn't that bad. Fucking pussy. Where did I leave off? Was it talking about where? Long they fly? Beach. Oh, yeah. The reason why I like Southwest. I used to be very loyal to JetBlue, and I still fly JetBlue sometimes because I live like eight miles from Long Beach Airport. But Southwest flies out of Long Beach and out of Santa Ana, and you get two bags free. Not that I ever need it. I try to travel carry-on only, but it's nice to know if I ever have to check a bag, it's not going to be like 70 bucks. I hate lugging luggage mm-hmm. around the fucking airport. It yeah. feels like a chore. It's like I'm here to relax before my flight. Where I could potentially die, you know. I I don't want to be. What? I don't want to exercise before I die. Where, do you, where does this potential death come into play? Planes, man, they fall out of the sky all the time. <laughs> no, no, planes don't fall out of the sky every day. Yeah, they that do. is not that is not a common occurrence. Oh my god, they do, especially the small ones. Small planes falling out of the it's sky. It's called landing. No, no, they fall and people die. People every don't day. die when you land. Every, every, every day, day there's a small plane crash. Every day there's probably a fucking big-ass plane carrying hundreds of people that goes down. You don't hear about it. Okay, CIA well, cover up, I, need, I need a fact checker. Someone, CIA cover-up. Wow, okay. You can reach us at podcast Hashtag at talk30tome.com <laughs> if you want to debunk any of Turk's outlandish remarks. Hashtag don't fact check me. Don't censor me, bro. Don't censor me, bro. <laughs> All right, so anyway, we got, we got Blizzard... We got rescheduled flights. We got missing flight data. Got... <laughs> missing what? Missing flight data? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did have my... That's how planes crash, man. No, that's how you miss your flights because they, they didn't have your boarding pass. It was like the, uh, 
Okay, I'm going down a rabbit hole right here. Let's not go down a rabbit hole. Okay. How was DC overall? I mean, DC was good overall. Um, I got to finally see Get Out or Get Out, Get Get Out, Get Out, Get Out, Get Out, and the hype. It lived up to the hype for real. I didn't even know there was hype to begin with. So this huge, is interesting. What was huge it about? hype. Um, I mean, I don't want to like spoil it for you because I really want you to watch it. But essentially, it's about uh, an interracial couple where the the the, the man, he is African-American, the woman is white, and he goes to meet the family for the first time. He's going to give me that blank stare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you're, you're that's, not done. Right? That's, the, that's the premise. Like, that's all I'm going to give you you're on like, the, what the movie is. Okay. Nice blank stare. Thanks. Okay. It sounds, it sounds good. I, I don't know. It sounds like um, that one movie uh, with Ashton Kutcher. No, not Guess Who. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sounds like that movie. It it is it definitely probably not, is that movie. It is not because that Just is like a more that is a version. comedy. It's a romantic comedy. This is a thriller, so it's a lot more intense. Like Michael Jackson's thriller, or not quite, but close. Oh, there are zombies. There are zombies. I like it. I no, watch. No, it. I'm just kidding. There are no zombies. I will watch it. Oh, then I'm not gonna watch. it. <laughs> no, no zombies. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> nothing more entertaining than zombies. Anyway, no. how does that kill a conversation? I don't know, bro, because... You... Because we're talking about the undead, right? Wow! Oh. Wow, way to bring it back. Way and to wow bring it makes back. a comeback. Wow is always going to be there. It's been in every episode. I hate you wow. just pointed it out, and now wow. you hear it all the time. I hate wow. I do it to all the time. Every time you say something outlandish, wow. That's wow. such a cop-out response. How is it a wow. cop-out response? Wow. You can't like respond, so you're like, wow, I'm not really blown away, but I'm going to say wow like I am blown away to make you wow. think that I'm blown away, but I'm not because I just can't come up with anything right now. Wow. <laughs> did I just get it? I got it. No, you didn't. You talking about the mosquito? You did not. No, you. <laughs> I got. <laughs> if you're the mosquito, then I got that shit. No, there's still a mosquito. <clears throat> oh, did it go down your throat? Maybe. Okay, so aside from the movie... What else did you do? Uh, to be honest, I think for two whole days I slept. Slept wow. the day. Yeah, I just I uh, there was something at the apartment that was really aggravating my allergies. Wow! And you're <laughs> such a dick. And I was struggling with with sleep. Uh, so if this is an abrupt return to the show, I apologize. We just killed the mosquito, so I'm just gonna pick up where we left off. <laughs> so I saw Get Out. I spent a week in D.C. Well, more than a week, longer than I anticipated, anyway. Um, came back and I hit the ground running. This morning I was up, got new tires for the car, unfortunately. Got a call when I was in D.C. that there was a, a nail or a screw in my tire. Ah, uh, someone fucked you up. Yeah. It's one of your exes. <laughs> I heard that last episode, Randy. No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Did I ever tell you about the time I got keyed at work? No. And none of my exes knew where, where I parked, because I don't park at, at work on campus. Because at the time I was riding the train, so I'd park my car at the train station. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was that time yeah. I went to I went to my car and it was keyed literally from the the front um, blinker all the way to almost the gas tank. Uh huh. And I called you know I get called, called the police to do a uh, police report. Yes, thank you. That's what for, they're called. Yeah, for insurance. And the guy came out and he's like, "Oh, this looks like did you recently have a breakup." And I was like, <laughs> uh, "I did, but they don't know. They wouldn't know that this is where I'm parking today." Or so you think. So I think. Bitches be crazy, man. They could have <laughs> followed your ass. You'll never know. Bro, I had that one time with this girl I was seeing. Um, I, uh, I met her online, and uh, we had hung out in, in Riverside when I was still an undergrad. Okay. You were online dating in Riverside? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I mean, online, social media, whatever. Okay. Anyway. Learning a lot. You fucking <laughs> you messing with my train of thought. Anyway, I told her, I was like, all right, cool. You know, it was great hanging out. I'm going to go home. And this bitch followed me and came to the house. And I was like, ah. Legit? She had a car? Yeah, she had her own car. Wow. I didn't know she, I, I, didn't, I didn't think I extended the invite, but I was just, I just kind of rolled with it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you want to like, go get coffee or something? Like, now she knows where you live. Yeah. You're lucky she left you alone. Did he notice anything missing from your house, like, periodically? No. Over the years? No. I think you're like, oh, sh- where, where, where'd this go? Huh. <laughs> No, maybe maybe I misplaced it. No, that bitch has it. <laughs> You're she ridiculous. Has it, you are ridiculous. And I just hit the <laughs> mic with my head. You are ridiculous. 
oversharing right. over here and shit. Got so, caught up in a moment. Um, so where are we? Uh, yeah, dude. I nailed my tire. Got up early this morning. Got new tires. Met with San Keys. We were editing for a few hours, and now I'm here with you. Nice. That so, sounds like a busy day. Yeah, I've had a hell of hell of a week myself. But first off, I want to say, you know, I've always wanted to have a friend that has been stuck in a blizzard before, and you know, I could tell people when they talk about it, it's like, man, did you see the news at Blizzard? I was like, yeah, I got a buddy in that. What? No way. You know someone in that? It's like, yeah, I do. That's, that's not that even fair. Now. That's not even that's fair. Cool. You're I was in the, the, outsk- of I was in the outskirts of the Blizzard. It wasn't even... <laughs> it doesn't it matter. Told, it told us we were going to get 11 inches and like two and a half fell. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always get shit wrong on the news, so fucking lame. It's like, dude, with all the modern technology that we have, you think you'd be able to predict Weather based on pressures and, and flow and all that shit. What, what are they doing? You get paid to do one fucking thing and you get that wrong? You shouldn't be, you should be fired. Really? You want to go in on news anchors and especially explicitly meteorologists? Yeah, meteorologists. Garbage. It's fucking snake oil. It's magic. It doesn't exist. Dallas it's a Rains. fucking made up thing. Yeah, Dallas Rains. Johnny Mountain. Dallas Rains. Where's that from? Channel Seven, no, Channel no, it's a real, it's a real guy. It's yeah, right. It's a real There's guy. another guy that they 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 did a play on that on Modern Family. The guy, oh Rainer, like, Rainer, yeah, Rainer. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. That's hilarious. It's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> so DC sounded like it treated you off. It did. It did. How was your week? Awesome. <laughs> You're such a dick. Yeah, I mean it was all right. Uh, typical stuff. Lack of sleep and all that. I had to show up. I, I had to actually work a Friday. Uh, the first time I've had to work a Friday in a long time, so it was kind of disorienting, but it was cool because I got to hang out and I got to, you know, do stuff on at work on a Friday. Fridays are really slow. I don't know. Chill. You, oh, okay. So were you really working, working, or were you like, just yeah, had was, to be present? No, I was. I had to be present for an event, and mm. yeah, it was one of those, one of those things. Anyway, yeah, my week was good. Uh, let's see, just re- quickly recapping, I don't think I did jack shit worth mentioning, but I was really exhausted. I think I, I picked up a, a little bit more, um, more time to kind of think and reflect. I bought a meditation pillow for home. What's a meditation pillow? It's one of those things you put on the floor so you could sit in a proper way and, and cross your legs and not get all fucked up. Is it, is it like specifically shaped? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I did that. and. I've realized lately I don't have a lot of time to like catch up anymore, you know, and just to kind of decompress and just think about my day uh-huh. because everything's going by so fast. But you know what? I had a little bit of time to sit down and listen to our last episode. I think it was before we uh, published it. Yeah. And I, I noticed a couple of things that kind of bothered me. Do you ever have that where you listen to the episode and you're like, man, I kind of missed that opportunity to explain. All the fucking time. Right? Especially when you go on your rants and I'm like, oh, I should have said this. Oh, I should have jumped in there. <laughs> and I oh, do I that a lot. You do. My, <laughs> my biggest critique of you is you need to fucking talk more. I talk, I talk a lot. You just talk too much. That's, that's, that's very true. I've always been like It's that. kind of like you got, we got to get the ebb and flow still. Well, that might be true, but you still need to talk more. So for every I'll, two I'll work words, on edit. for every two words I say, you need to say four and not the other way around. Wait, what? I say like eight for every word you say. Probably that sounds accurate. Just, sometimes it's funny because you you guys listening wouldn't know this, but sometimes I'll say something and he'll just have the blankest of fucking <laughs> blank stares looking at me, <laughs> and then I'll feel compelled to keep talking to kind of like walk him through it and see if he catches on to something. He's like, bro, I wanted to say something. It's like, dude, you were looking at me like you were fucking on Mars right now. But <laughs> no, that's and I could feel my face looking at you right now like that because I kind of spaced out. You're just talking. <laughs> you, do, you spaced out a lot <laughs> because it's just like, fuck. Here we go again. Well, what do I need to get this week at the grocery store? Okay, well, now I have some time to think about it. Let me. <laughs> oh fuck, I forgot to do my laundry. It's like I gotta do my laundry. Do I have quarters? Oh, I think I have quarters. Dick. <laughs> You don't even use quarters, but it's funny. I, I have a washing machine, asshole. <laughs> I know. So, but it, I think it's it's totally funny the dynamic that a lot a lot gets lost in the recording, and this is why I keep saying we need to do video. But anyway, going, getting back to my original point, um, we missed a lot of opportunities the past couple of episodes, I would say, which is fine for the circumcision one. 
because I got a lot of feedback on that. And we're then, still getting emails we're, about yeah, that. Yeah, we're getting emails. It's weird. And then I looked up that last email that we got, uh, and, and a lot of them have been coming in from the East Coast. So we got listeners out, out East. That's, That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. But here's the thing. Last episode, it, it bothered me a lot about um, you know the whole dynamic I was discussing about um, relationships and how I approached my own marriage with uh, a certain kind of, well, I guess a disregard for, for both parties and, and really trying to favor myself in a lot of ways by, by putting my wife in a very awkward position in, in trying to just do everything on our own. Now, did this come from self-reflection or intervention from Mrs. Turgman? No, she hasn't. I, I don't, honestly don't even think she's caught up yet on all the episodes. Oh no, she, she has no time. She, she she stuck her head out when we were recording and said, "Is that how you really feel?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. You, uh, she did, but uh, I, I stayed the course, <laughs> and because in reality that is how I that's how things went down. But I didn't quite explain why I did what what I did, and she's wonderful for being able to accept me after all the things that I've put her through, in terms of just kind of disregarding her. I guess emotional needs and it's kind of hard to understand the fact that a lot of times when we make decisions in relationships, we're not fully thinking about how the other person is going to feel really? because we're only thinking about ourselves. Yeah. You know, I would hope that changes the longer you're in a relationship because that's something I've, I've noticed about myself and I, I could see myself making more uh, decisions in favor of my partner. And then I, I consciously feel myself, feel you know, switching that mo because okay, I'm I'm sacrificing too much, so now I'm let me be a little more selfish. I've seen that in the past anyway, and I, I felt like I because I couldn't find a balance, then there was something fundamentally wrong with the relationship, and I should probably reevaluate it. Is that something? It seems like we're usually we're weighted one way or the other. I don't think there's ever been a time where I found balance in any relationship, whether it be platonic or. Uh, um, romantic and with that being said I, I i still think well i'm the kind of person that kind of tips the scales in my favor because i think the longer a relationship goes on the more you feel like you need to provide for you because you've been providing for the other person so much and i when i say provide i mean emotionally mm. right and i was like yeah yeah no it's time for me now you know it's time for me well it's it's that analogy right of you can deposit mostly into the bank. You deposit, you deposit, you deposit. But you have to deposit more than you withdraw. Because if you start withdrawing too much, you know, say emotionally uh, require more than what you've given, then there's going to be someone that's at, at a loss. And eventually someone's going to have a breaking point. Right. And that's why people have breaking points. And that's why people get into arguments. Because mm -hmm. someone feels like they're giving and not getting. And the other person feels the same way. And it's at that point where you realize you're in a fundamentally fucked up situation. How so? Because you haven't realized the fact that, one, you're neglecting your partner, and two, your partner is also neglecting you, or maybe you're neglecting your partner, and because of that neglect, you're inducing their neglect of you hmm. out of spite. Yeah, I think I've been there. I've, I've experienced that. So what I wanted to kind of revisit was we were talking about compromise and how compromise is kind of a failure at giving a relationship a chance to succeed or the lack of compromise would be. And instead of kind of elaborating on why I mentioned my parents' relationship, I kind of, I kind of left that to the side and I didn't develop that thought for some reason. And in hindsight, I, I should have, that was the whole reason why I did it. But that kind of goes to show you what we really do when we record. We really record in the moment and we don't take a lot of time to, to, to gather our thoughts because I, we both, I think, believe in the fact that things just raw right out there mm -hmm. are worth a lot more than something that's scripted. Right. And we don't script any of this, let me tell you that right now. But that parallel that I wanted to draw was with my parents' divorce, I, I realized that they failed at compromising. They failed when they hit that breaking point. And I think they hit that breaking point because they were just done. Mm -hmm. Because they maybe compromised too much or one side felt they overcompensated and and tried to pick the relationship up and it just took too much energy 
And that fact was what helped me learn what I had to do for a relationship. And I think early on in my love life, I, I overcompensated and, and tried to do too much and so much to the fact that I might have pushed people away. And now I felt like I found the balance, but still every day it's kind of hard to find the balance. Are you saying like you came on too strong, essentially? Like yeah. you loved too hard when you first got a relationship? Loved very hard. Loved very hard. And almost to the fact that I, I, I might have loved too hard to the point of pushing the other person away into... Do you think it made them question, well, if you love me this much and I don't feel 100% there, maybe I shouldn't waste your time? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. And there were a couple of people that I could see that happening with. And then, you know, over... But you know what? To, to be completely honest, it was because of those experiences that I've found the balance and you know how failure induces uh victory so to speak or failure induces success okay yeah because of my failures my past indiscretions and and whatnot i i figured out how to actually love and that helped me realize that i wanted to pursue my role of being a loving loving husband and a provider and do whatever it took to establish that role and, and and hold on to it and be there. But in the same breath, I wanted to do whatever it took to be to fulfill the auxiliary roles as well of being a um of being a husband, like cooking and cleaning and providing um support for my wife. And that's the kind of compromise that I give. That's a compromise that a relationship should have. And I feel like if you're not kind of helping fulfill the other side of that relationship, you're failing your partner, because there's going to be some kind of, and it doesn't have to be cooking and cleaning and all that, but it has to be something that supplements their life, that takes something away from them. So I have, I have two questions off of that. One, when did your parents' divorce uh, happen in relation to when you met your wife? Where were you in life? Were you guys already dating? Was it before her? God, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I don't know. Um, hmm. Okay, well then the follow-up question to that. <laughs> that's good. I, if that's a great question. I, I wish I knew. Okay, so the follow-up question to that is, how much did you talk to your parents, either collectively or individually, about their experience with their marriage, their relationship? Kind of, I, I don't know if they had a, a, a mea culpa, as you like to, to put, mm. but kind of maybe share some insights like, you know, Anthony, this is what I learned from this entire experience. Don't do this or don't do that. Don't do X, Y, and Z with your girlfriend or your wife, whatever the case is. Even if they did, I don't think I'd take that advice really? to heart. Yeah, primarily because it's your experience. Mm. I, I take it for information. I don't take it for live by what I did mm-hmm. or live by what I say and not what I did. The what I did being the action speaks a lot more to me than what I say after the fact. Because you can derive anything after the fact. Uh, I can, you know, I can... A memory becomes biased after a certain amount of time. Oh, absolutely. Right. And you can remember things completely differently. So I, I wouldn't take what they say now as anything more than, okay, that's good information, but mm-hmm. that's about it. And I mean, I have tried. My parents, they, they wouldn't discuss a whole lot. They were very private people, and it's very interesting. Um, I'm learning a little bit more and more every every. Every time I speak to them about it, but I tend to not speak to them about it because water under the bridge. Yeah. And right now, things are perfect. Things are the way they... they as far as your relationships go. Yeah, as far as relationships go, individually, even collectively, when they're together every now and then, um, it's fine. You know, it feels like, you know, this is cool. It's right where we left off, and now I remember why you guys aren't together anymore. Well, you know? I, you know, on that, I was actually <laughs> just going to ask, um, because you say they're private, was... It, was it, did it catch you off guard when they told you they were going to be separated? Yes and no. Yes and no. You can kind of feel it, but you're like, no, nah, I would never think that of my parents. Then mm. it happened. I'm like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> uh, I can kind of see it coming, but why? You know why? Well, did things get that bad to where you can work through them anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, and Arabic people, Arab people in general, but Arabic people more so, are very stubborn people. Are is both your parents Arabic? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, you got that factoring into it as well. Very prideful, very stubborn people. Mm-hmm. I love them to death, but they're very stubborn fucking people. Mm. But that's 
kind of the thing that I took away from from that whole breakup. And I I needed to to make that to take that example and make it mine and use that as an excuse to improve myself, improve my relationship, improve upon me being a husband and a father and and all those things. And sometimes you know what, it's easier said than done and it really is. But other times when I have the time to actually pull myself out of a situation and think about it, I go that route and I say, you know what? I have to I have to I have to better this. I can't keep going down the same road. So, I mean, with all this marriage and relationship talk, you know, at, at what point do you make the assessment of is is my partner holding me back? You, you know what I mean? Like is this is this someone that's no longer letting us flourish as 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 a team, as a unit? nor individually, right? Like, I, how, do you, how do you even make that distinction? Because what if it's just you just not putting in enough work or, or vice versa? Or maybe you're carrying the relationship a little more. Uh, and maybe it's just for a season and not for the duration of the relationship. How do, you, how do you navigate that? I don't think you can really know where it's coming from unless you have that kind of self-awareness to pull yourself out of the relationship and look at yourself as an individual and assess your strengths and your weaknesses and be honest with yourself as to where you're failing, not only your partner, but yourself. But when you do that and you do it independently, is, is that compromising to the relationship? Because now you're taking it into your hands to do a self-assessment or even like maintenance on the relationship without consulting the other person in the relationship. Yeah. Uh, Working on your betterment in a vacuum, uh, kind of one-on-one. Right. Or <laughs> it's like one-on-yourself. <laughs> right. Or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it does. I think it does do your relationship a disservice because it might not be for the fact that your partner doesn't see it. It might be for the fact that you think it's what's best for the relationship, and in reality, it might not be. Mm-hmm. And that's something where you might need to consult someone else. Hey, maybe it doesn't need to be your partner. It could be a friend. Someone that could look at the situation objectively and decide. My argument with that is, which I think it's a good point, because you, know, you want someone that's going to be uh, a neutral third party. But yeah. again, if you go to them independently, so say like a therapist, for example, mm-hmm. right? And you go, to, you go see a therapist and you're telling them your side of the story. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense if you're not doing it in a couples therapy session where you're both present and able to both explicitly share your perspective and experience within the same moment or we'll say experience right right again i feel like that's it doesn't do the situation justice right but how i i'm I'm feeling i i can kind of see where you're going with that but i don't because even even at an honest third party perspective there there is a lack not always but some people lack uh the ability to be able to share the full scope of everything happening. And there's always going to be a slight favor to self-preservation. I think if it's a good therapist, they will see right through that. And they will challenge you to identify whether or not it's you or the other person. I was referring to like a friend in that regard. A friend will definitely be biased. If your friend is, if your friend is anything like me, they won't be because I'll tell you straight up, you're full of shit. And, you know what? Honestly, I think that's what people don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear they're wrong. They go to a friend to hear that, oh, no, yeah, he's such an asshole. Mm-hmm. You don't need him. Well, maybe maybe he's not an asshole. Maybe you're just not hearing the whole side of the story, like you said. And I think you're totally right about that. We, as selfish individuals in a relationship, have a tendency of skewing things to our favor, even in our own minds. Which is why it makes it so difficult for people to be honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I get really bothered by that. When people come to me for advice, and I'm telling you, point blank, this is what you need to do because you're doing this wrong. And, and it's not just my opinion. I've seen this situation play out with someone else somewhere. Mm-hmm. More times than not, what you're going through, someone else has already gone through. And I've, I've either witnessed it or heard it, you know, secondhand, and I can tell you it's not going to end well for you. So with that being said, it really sucks when, you know, people come looking for 
a shoulder to cry on rather than an objective opinion right or insight into I, your situation i've i've noticed that about myself especially this last i was gonna say this last year but it's it's been since i've gotten older i have a very low tolerance for bullshit and in in some regards i'll just kind of listen to it and then just like pay it no mind yeah and then other times depending on my mood really yeah i will i'll like throw it right back like that doesn't sound accurate or no i'm not gonna say this or i'm not gonna uh enable you to to believe these right you know lies <laughs> yeah essentially <laughs> um with a couple of my friends and you know they come to me a lot less now and i'm just like okay well you know when you want to talk about it that's cool I'm, I'm i'm here to listen and 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 have dialogue with you but i i, I really don't want to sit around and just I don't want to partake in bashing of another person. I don't want to partake in the slander. Yeah, I don't want to partake in the slander. I don't want to take partake in, in bashing or any slander. Uh, I just, I just don't want to spend my time doing that. And then it's not really fair to the other person, right? Mm-hmm. But then the other side of the argument is, what if it's not them? What if it's you? That's something that's really not talked about. You know what I mean? I I do think that I, there's times that I've I've actually considered it, and I often think, you know, okay, what what am I not contributing to this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't think anyone's ever brought it to light like my friend Aaron did, and he actually did it in a comment on one of one of our blog posts. Oh, really? Yeah, when he was referring to, um, like, how do you know if she's the one? And you know, you've dated all these people and it didn't work, and you ended things. And he, you know, he's like, you know, we, we always talk about that, but we never talk about the flip side about the women that didn't choose us and why we weren't the one for them. Right. Right. And why we didn't work for them. Right. Um, what is it about us that was seemingly a, not good enough or B uh, we weren't in a position to provide them what they needed, you know, emotionally or whatever case. Right. And I think that's really hard for us to do as men. Oh, absolutely. Because we have that pride. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, no, no, fuck that bitch. Right? And, and I'm only quoting the many, <laughs> many, many men that have said that, that I've been around. It's like, no, it's not me, it's her. She's crazy. She's yeah. stupid. She's yeah. this, she's that. What the fuck? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. You mean to tell me you're a fucking saint? Like you're perfect? No right. fucking way. You know, it's like, what's wrong with you? You know, and I, there might be scenarios where, okay, yes. This relationship is probably not the best, and she's done some stuff that's pretty off the wall. But when it's like consistently in all your relationships, and that's your cop out, or that's your, you know, def- defense mechanism, there's there's an issue that you need to look inside yourself. Like, okay, what's going on that I keep finding myself in these situations? Right. right. You know, what there's am a, I doing? What am I contributing to the situation? There's a common denominator. There is a common denominator, <laughs> and it's not them. Nope. They're the numerator. If, I was just, if for those math uh, people that didn't do so well in math, numerator is the one on top. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say variable, but okay. <laughs> no. But you have that sense of looking past your own flaws, right? As, mm-hmm. as men, okay? And I hate to sound like I'm a man bashing right now, but I kind of am. Because we're all kind of, we all kind of do this. We all go through this phase where it's like, no, no, man, it can't be me. It can't be me. Can it? Yeah. Can, no, no, it's not me. You know, it's like that, that self-doubt. Oh, yeah, know, absolutely. It, it creeps in there a little bit, and then it's like, no, 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 it can't be me. Well, yeah. why not? And I think, I think we're only speaking for men on this regard because we can only speak about our own experiences. Yeah, I don't really want to project, and we don't have anyone here that can share from uh, the other side of the, the perspective. Maybe we should, then. We should. Right. We should. We haven't had a guest on in a while. I think we are due. but. The point I want to make, and tell me if this is contradictory to what we talked about earlier. I don't think that we take on enough, uh, like, internal checks and balances, so to speak, to to really ask ourselves, are we the problem? Like, do a self-diagnostic? Yeah, self-diagnostic. Because at the same time, because if you start taking time in, in, in assessing situations and what your role has been in that stuff, right, that's taking yourself out of the relationship and not working together is working independently. Okay. Right. And I feel like that, that contradicts it just a little bit, a little bit, but I, I do feel after relationships have ended, especially right. Or specifically 
that's when you really need to t- to make those self assessments and and look and see okay what was your role what was your contribution were you really the problem and well, yeah that's that's the time that a lot of people use to sulk right and drink and forget that's fucked up you shouldn't forget you should relive every moment as if it just happened so you can go back and see where it was things started going wrong that's what you really need to reflect on after you have a breakup. Because if you don't reflect on that after you have a breakup, you're not doing yourself any fucking favors. You're going to continue the same path, the same trends, the same patterns. And that's the important part of a breakup. That's It's a milestone in your life. Right. And it's, a chance. it's a chance to start over or try something new. Right. You know? So with, and I, guess, I guess that makes me feel better not feeling so contradictory. If you're doing it in the relationship, I think that might be an issue. That if you're if you're doing that and not consulting with your your partner about it, but after a relationship, I think that's a necessity. Maybe I mean I make a lot of improvements in my own relationship on my own because I I take the time to reflect on the situation. I'm like, oh okay, shit, that could have gone a different way. You know what? I need to be a little bit more mindful of things that I say before I say them, or I need to be a little bit more compassionate, or I need to listen a little bit more. It's it's like minor self-improvements, little adjustments. And if they work, I keep them in. And if they don't work and if I feel like they didn't really have an effect or if they had a negative effect, I take them out and I, I kind of redo it. So no consulting with your wife about it or she may not have mentioned, hey, this hurt my feelings when you did X, Y, and Z. Or this made me feel some type of way when you did whatever. No, we got that. We got that component. But there are certain things that they're subtle that they might not bother her a whole lot, but I can kind of notice. I pick up on body language mm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's not like, oh my God, I, I, I killed her emotionally or something like that. No. It's very minor stuff. It's, it's gotten to the point where I think I'm fine-tuning now, you know? Yeah. Trying to get that, that perfect balance between where I need to be and where I am now. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to lean too far in either direction. So it, it's, a little bit more of a, it's a little bit more of an improvement step rather than, a, oh, I need to make a drastic change kind of deal, you know? I feel you. And some people need to make drastic fucking changes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to put anybody on front street, but I mean, I've just heard stories. I'm just like, wow, that's, that's crazy. The dynamic in that relationship and how it sustains. But people are willing to compromise certain things mm-hmm. and, and certain values or certain... Even their happiness, right? Oh, yeah, even their happiness. So that brings the question, how much should you actually derive from a relationship? And what is the boundary, I guess, the the line in the sand that you draw before it becomes a strain on on the relationship or on your personal life or even an unfair balance? And... You know, in the same breath, why shouldn't a relationship be your sole source of emotional fulfillment? You know, it's funny you say that. I've actually never had that question posed. Why shouldn't a relationship be your sole source of fulfillment? But I I think the number one reason why it shouldn't be is because that's limiting yourself. And that puts an unnecessary pressure on another person to be to live up to a certain expectation, so to speak. Yeah. As far as like always being a positive or always being on the up and up as, as far as like bringing joy to your life. That's right? perfect because it t- that takes it back to the, the original like thought that I had was like, well, when does it become an unfair balance, right? When you say, no, that's it. It's done. It's about both of us and not just you. Right. I can't keep doing this. It's like too much of a strain on me. Do people get to that point? I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people just give, 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 and give, and they don't care if they get back. Yeah. I couldn't do that. You you keep tallies on how much you give and what you're getting back? Yeah. I have a running meter. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep it, you know, every time. No, I don't. But, um. Then what's that graph paper for? <laughs> it's a, my chart. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at that, please. <laughs> I have to close my notebook now. Here, hold on. No, I, I say that because I. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I I can I can fall on the latter side of I can give too much of myself sometimes. And I think that's a tough lesson that I have I've had to learn and I'm still currently learning is how much of myself can I give where I don't 
leave anything left for myself and I, I start to suffer or my health starts to suffer or whatever the case is. And that's something that it's not because I'm not getting anything back from people. Because uh, when I give, I don't give with the expectation of receiving something back in return. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I need to take care of myself and being able to put myself first in some situations is has been tough. But that's I think that's been one of my goals for this entire year. This year, this entire year, three months in. This year, one of my goals was really learning to focus and put myself first, especially with my career. And that's something that I've I've not to say I've been dependent on other people, but I've always enjoyed working with other people and bringing out the best in other people and pushing other people. But a lot of times people don't follow advice or they don't want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And so Yeah. That's every relationship. Right. That's that's kind of I think what we were talking about. I, I felt like with that last comment, you feel like there was a relationship imbalance and you had to address it. And the way that you're addressing it is by being um kind of doing things on your own. Right. And, and being a master of your own success. Yes. So in the same regard, like how it took you a while to get to that juncture, but in a relationship, <laughs> really, I mean, if it takes you that long, I think you're in serious fucking trouble because yeah. you're, you're poisoning yourself for the good of someone else. And, and that person might not necessarily be realizing it or not really giving you that same, the same contribution that you're giving them. Right. And if it's lopsided, I think, it's going to be hard on, on both parties. And, you know, because if you waver, if you falter in one way or another, like you alluded to, mm-hmm. then your partner who's relying on you for that stability is going to be like, well, what the fuck? Right. You know, and they're going to get upset. Right. Then you're going to be like, well, what the f- I, I be, I've been giving you like my hundred this whole time. And I give you 95 for one day because I needed to take a little bit of me time or a break. Right. And that's it. Yeah. You know, the sh- the whole world fucking collapses around you? Okay, in that when that happens, there's a fucking problem. Right? Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> it, could you could you see it on my face? Is it is it No, that not transfer? really, but yeah, I I I kind of Okay, look. I think this happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's whether or not you're willing to admit that it actually has happened to you. That's the hard part. Because you might not have taking the time to reflect on it, right? Yeah. A lot of people might not. Yeah. I, I, I've been in a relationship where um, my partner explicitly told me that like, I'm, I'm the brightest part of her life or I bring her the most happiness and the most joy. And for me, that was a lot of pressure. And I didn't like it. I think I was, I was kind of a dick. I was like, you need to get a hobby. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I mean, there was a point in time where, you know, when we were dating, my wife and I, you know, we, we came to that point where it's like, she was relying a lot on me for a lot, you know, and I, I too of her, but it came down to the point where I needed to really draw the line in the sand and say, um, you know what? No, you can't because I'm going to have my bad days and my bad days are going to be really bad days because I got, I'm, I'm, I'm very like kind of, I have swings, you know, It, it depends on a lot of things. Sagittarius, right? <laughs> really? I don't know. Yeah, no. If if things don't go my way, or or the, not my way, but the way that I envision them, I get really down. I was like, wow, you know, that sucks. But nine times out of ten, I can readjust in, in the midst of something. Uh-huh. And there was this one time, I, I, I remember that we had some a, a trip planned or something. And it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. And it was just like, I was down the whole trip and it was like just the worst trip ever. And this has happened a lot recently too, with with the advent of children into our lives. Things are unpredictable with kids, but this was before kids and things are supposed to be a little bit more refined and rehearsed and and just easier to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And things just didn't go my way. And I was just a wreck. And it wore on her, too. And I was like, well, what the fuck's wrong? Like, you know, why can't you give me what I've been giving to you? Who said that? You to her? I I to her. Mm. And, you know, that's when I realized, you know, we rely on a lot on each other 
Yeah. For this emotional stability. And we, even though it's not a bad thing, we needed to find another avenue. We needed to kind of even things out. And we, oh man, I mean, once you come to that realization and you're able to work through it, it's, it's amazing. See, I've been to that realization, but I haven't been able to work through it. Yeah. And, and now I'm, I'm at a different extreme where I'm with someone that's very career oriented, career driven, very independent. So she understands. Yeah. She definitely gives me my space when I'm like over here having a, a 10 hour day. Like define space. Like, is it around 3000 miles or so? <laughs> you dig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That's all the space that you you need right there she's not breathing down your fucking neck it is it is and and she's not but then she could also be like in my phone and text me like hey where are you at what are you doing what's going on and if i just let her know oh i'm I'm about to go in to record and and do editing she's like oh cool i know you're gonna have a long day then hit you tomorrow and it's just like wow you're not gonna be mad (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's no no repercussions one you the breakdown <laughs> like, yeah. so anyway to her, like i, I no it <laughs> what did she do to you today <laughs> no it's not like that i mean maybe a few years ago we could have started yeah. every episode like that yep yeah i believe we could but that's that's when you know you found a a, a really good person right someone that understands you for you and that's you're gonna know goes without saying you're going to have a lot of growing pains and you're going to have to fight through a lot of things. Yeah. But this is one thing that you won't. As long as it stays the course, things could change. Priorities could change. And marriage changes everything. Apparently. A wise man once said. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) So it, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Relationships should not be the only source of your emotional fulfillment. That is bad. You should find something else. You should find in a creative outlet, an avenue for your emotions, something that allows you to be you outside of the relationship. Yeah. Something that could define you, right? Yeah, because I think there's definitely things that you should have that you could do together, but then also things that you can do independently. So you can you know, maintain your person, so to speak. So how do you know if the person you're with can actually support that will actually want that of the relationship, right? Maybe they don't, maybe they want to be your sole source, right? Oh, oh shit. Know, <laughs> no, no, I think that's di- it's different if you've been in a relationship from a younger age because I think you kind of learn those things as you go. But when you're dating in your 30s, that's actually something that you kind of bring up in a first couple of dates. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, see, I haven't been there. So that's good to know. Right. I guess you evolve only if you've evolved. To that point, yeah. Right? Only if you only maybe if you've only gone through that threshold and, and been in an experience where someone didn't have anything outside of you know their job and their relationship, right? Or even their relationship <laughs> or their relationship, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scary thought, it's a scary experience. And, um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that, I feel bad. Scary experience <laughs> sounds like you've been through some fucking shit. I have the last, the last six years have been interesting. I know. And this is and but you know when you're yeah. when you're dating and you're going out and you're getting to know somebody you're going to ask them about you know what they do outside of work or what they do in addition to <clears throat> you know where they find their joy where they find fulfillment right because I think one thing you learn as you get older you don't want to date someone that's broken you don't want to date someone that hasn't learned to be fulfilled with on their own right cuz there's there's this analogy that I heard you know two halves will never be whole Right, you both have to be whole before you can come together and really make a successful relationship or give to each other. Yeah, I used to live by that as well. I used, used to? to, yeah. And what happened? Well, I found my wife, and now I know that she's like that, and I don't need to. I don't need to 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 live. I mean, I live by it, but it's not like a obvious theme to mm-hmm. our relationship, right? It's not the it's not the overture. It's not a guiding factor, so to speak, as far as like trying to weed people out. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I don't need to weed anyone out. Good. Hopefully. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? Is this, is this personal now? Randy, I have to tell you something. <laughs> I've uh, met another co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing another podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, essentially it's what it boils down to. If, and I think I've been with someone like that before. Someone that wanted to be there 24-7. Like if I wasn't there, 
uh, if, if she wasn't being, if she wasn't able to be there for me, it, it was like chaos, you know? Really? Yeah. Weird. It was early, early, early on after, after my, my initial college breakup early. And I was like, I mean, wow, that, that sounds, relationships are like this. Yeah, like, that sounds very high school because like you can only see was, each other during, during that, you know, what, yeah. eight to three period. So yeah. you're like with each other as much as can. Cause after that, you're not going to see each other. Yeah. Like, and then in college you get that like fake, I don't even know what to call it, but like where you could technically live together but not be living together you can be with each other at all times and never like leave you're each other's still side. here yeah uh, i need my space yeah well some people don't even recognize it and it's just like that's yeah. my life and i like it yeah cool all right but i think that's what people think a relationship should be so they want it and they don't really understand that a relationship really isn't that because the perception is oh yeah well we're supposed to be together we're supposed to be doing all these things blah blah yeah she's totally supposed to be here 23 hours of the day you know like we have one hour <laughs> apart from each other and then you know within that one hour i spend all that time thinking about her and like missing her it's you know it's funny you mentioned that because i i used to have such an issue with with saying i miss you or even like saying i love you all the time and it's just like yeah you know i i, I told you that the other day like i just, I don't feel an abundance to to you know pick, take out my phone and text you right now out of the blue that I feel that way that I miss you or that I love you. You told me that last night. Oh, okay, let's not put our business on <laughs> the podcast. Oh, baby, <laughs> oh, baby, I thought I was I thought I was your. Advocate. But no, it, it's it's funny because I, I talked to my buddy about this one time. We were uh, it was it was it was on the Shreveport trip for for one of the bachelor for the bachelor party, uh-huh. and uh, he was talking to his girl, and I was and you know I. At the, to end the call, he's like, yeah, I, I miss you too. And I asked him, I was like, do you really? He's like, well, at this very moment, no. But I did earlier, and I probably will later on. So I just tell her. Tell her now while I can. I was like, oh, it's a different perspective. I get that. I don't. No? No, if I miss you, I'll tell you straight up I miss you. If I don't, sometimes, <laughs> it's funny, sometimes my wife will be like, um, uh, yeah, so did you miss me? I was like. Oh, really? I honestly didn't have enough time to think about you. But you know what? Now that you mention it, there was a brief, like, 30-second period. You know, just to fuck with her. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're such an asshole. Say, yeah, it's funny. I, we, we fuck around with each other a lot sometimes. It's fucked up when she, when she starts throwing my own shit, the, the shit that I do to her, right back at me. I'm like, What? You really didn't? And she's like, nah, I just fuck with you. I'm like, wow, you're learning. <laughs> it's like, fuck. But I it doesn't stop. hurt any less. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, definitely we've reached a point where we, we know a relationship should be a two-way street, right? Yes. And it should never be approached in a selfish, with a selfish mentality. But what, what if the other person has no need for your support? And they're completely independent. How about that? Like the other side of the spectrum. You know, we go to the other side of the extreme. Okay, from they're too clingy, they're too into you, to I don't, I don't fucking need you. But if you're here, cool, you might as well be. Right? <laughs> Have you ever had that? I don't think I've had that one. I think that's what I, I stepped out of and stepped into. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So the whole career, uh, the career yeah. thing is just consuming. So it'll it'll definitely. I I don't know what it's like when you live in the same city. So it's kind of a weird um, dynamic dynamic right now. But I don't know if I should even talk about this just yet because it's still figuring it out. Right? That's oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. We're stewing on really hot topic. <laughs> oh Randy, oh Randy, does she listen? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Yeah, she listens. Uh oh. <laughs> she hit me the other day and she was like, Oh, that track was hot at the end of your, your show. And I was like, Oh, wow, you really listen. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to the silence. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't so, know. You want to talk about it? I don't know. Yeah, I might as well. Maybe. Probably. You know what? It might actually bring a talking point. It, but it's, the thing is, it's not like we haven't already talked about it. You know what I mean? Because we both question, like, okay, well, what's, what's it going to be like when we're in the same city? Are you ever going to be in the same city? Working on it. Wait, you over there or over here? 
Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, this I, is the end of Talk Thirty to Me, folks. <laughs> as we tried to, as we tried episode. to do the distance episode last week, and it did not work. Not we tried work. to record. And it, well, you're going to be out of energy the whole time because whatever fucking is. In I your will apartment. get to the bottom of that. Yeah, no, but I. Oh no! So you are moving. No, I I don't have plans to move right now, but I oh, would like no. to leave. I would like to leave <laughs> California at some point. I think. Yeah, me too. I was thinking that same thing. Right? Not DC. No, 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 no. I wouldn't go DC. I uh, I would go to like Atlanta. It's funny you say that. I've been I've actually looking at a property in Denver though, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. But yeah, we've had we've had the conversation like, what's it going to be like? We're in the same city. And she mentioned she's like, you know, it's cool when you come to visit right now because like you really dedicate the time for you know. You know, for us here and there, as I'm on my laptop editing, you really commit the time. Um, you think she was being sarcastic? <laughs> I, now, that I'm, now that I'm looking back at it, I think she might have been. But the, the thing is, she, she did mention, she's like, I know when we're in the same city, you're not going to have this much downtime. You know, I know you're going to be out and about and doing all your different things that you're working on. So it'll, it, it'll just be interesting once we figure out, like, that dynamic once things change. So that takes me to my next question. And I've been thinking about this for quite some time. What's that? How do you know when to stay or when to go in a relationship? Okay. When to stay or when to go. All right. So Have you been watching thing. Stranger Things? No. What? No. Oh, never mind. No. Uh, yeah, okay. No. How do you know if you're on either side of the spectrum, either side of the extreme, or even in the middle, kind of somewhere off to, to the side on in either direction of... of the, the fulcrum point of the relationship when it's time to kind of cut your ties and just cut your losses and say, you know what, this isn't going to work out. There, there's no balance. We, we can't find the center. I can't see myself finding the center with you. When do you just say no? I, I mean, that, that's probably the hardest thing for some people because especially in, in, in your thirties, right? Mm-hmm. You get so invested in the other person and so invested in the time that you spent that you can't necessarily pull yourself away and say, you know what, this isn't going to work. You're going to say, okay, well, and and this goes back to our compromise uh, discussion uh, from last week. You can't necessarily walk away because you're too heavily invested. It's like poker. You're, you're pot committed. I mean, I've been in that. I think we talked about this before where I didn't want to break up because I was overly committed, whether it be, uh, I, I really just, was so looking forward to being part of that family or mm. I didn't want to sacrifice losing these this new group of friends. Yeah. Um but at the at the end of the day, man, for me, what it came down to was am I really willing to make this sacrifice to compromise myself and my own happiness to just keep the the status quo. Yeah. And it works for a while, but then once I get to that breaking point of just like feeling like I'm just uh, walking around with a dark cloud over me. I've been lucky that I've had friends call me out on it and be like, "You've you've you've changed. There's something about your demeanor, there's something about your character that is just off. Hmm. Just how you're operating and, and going through life right now. You you are not who we know you to be. Wow. And that's really slapped me in the face a couple times, and and made me take a real strong look at myself, the the decisions I've made, and and my role in the relationship and whether I should call it. And you ended up calling it. Yeah. And that took a lot of, uh, probably a lot of energy, a lot of willpower, right? Because you had so much on the line. I mean, okay. So take that relationship, cut and paste it into your 30s. Okay. What do you do? Do you? Do you honestly think that both parties would be mature enough to actually talk about this and head it off? Are you saying like actually sit down, have a conversation and lay it all out as to, okay, this isn't working anymore and I think we should walk away? Yeah. And there are two, there are two things at play there. The couple has to have, both parties have to have, and I'm talking individually, that emotional maturity that presence of mind to be able to have that conversation first off. And two, they have to be able to get over themselves, right? To not be uh, too prideful or too self-involved. In what sense? To get past the fact that it's not 
it's it's not the other person. It might actually be me, right? And to kind of play both sides equally without any bias, because you're going to impart a little bit of bias no matter what you do. But you have to be able to see past yourself to a certain extent. Yeah, but how, how does that play into the fact that sitting down and having the conversation of we should probably end this? Because you might not want to end it based on your own selfish needs. Uh, right? Yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from. Or you might not want to end it based on the fact that it might make you look bad as a person. What do you mean make you look bad as a person to end it? Well, a lot of people don't like ending a relationship because of the way it makes them look, the public perception, right? So people might want to cling on to a relationship saying, oh, I don't, I don't want people to think certain things or I don't want, oh, I'm a habitual relationship ender, something <laughs> like that. You know, like you, you know that one guy or that one chick that's always like getting in and out of relationships. Like, when does it come a point in time where you're like, no, nah, I don't want to fuck this up. I'm going to stay in it no matter what. You know, okay, maybe that's going a little too far. It is. But still, people shy away from the, having that conversation because they don't want to end something because it might just be... Okay, I, I think I know where you're going because I, I definitely I, experienced that uh, in my mid-20s because I knew the you know what i experienced and what i was going through was not accurately depicted by other people and what they saw and i had i you know i felt some kind of way about ending the relationship and and then having to hear what was being said about me right and you know then years later things change and dynamics happen to change and people find out oh there was more to what was being told and what information we knew and that completely changed the perspective of right, me right um but i so i guess i understand that but at a certain point in, in how far I was compromising myself in that relationship, I just had to, to let it go. Like, you know what? People are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to feel what they're going to feel about, you know, what I did or what was going on. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to bite the bullet. Sometimes you have to bite the bullet, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't just face the music. It's too hard and people don't want to. And why leave something when it's so comfortable, when it's something you know and go into the cold, dark unknown? It's, it's tough. Making that decision to cut ties. It's with someone you have history with. That's tough, no matter what. You know, it, it's a hard fucking experience to, to endure. So for those of you that are still dating in your 30s, are you experiencing these types of uh, relationships? Have you still gone and dealt with people that are uh, for for lack of a better word, emotionally immature, so to speak. Yeah, we want to know if you've either been that emotionally immature person or have dealt with that person, and maybe how you dealt with them. And you know what, what we're looking for is to see if we're off base here, or if we're you know projecting our own experiences on the way that things really are. And remember, a lot of what we talk about is merely our perspective on things that we've encountered. We might be missing something. So reach out to us. Let us know if you've been through this, have experienced it, how you've dealt with it, how it might be, have changed or evolved in your 30s, things that we're not even thinking about. We want to know. Turg, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Turg Says No. You can also reach out to me by email at Turg at Talk30Me.com. Randy, where can the people find you? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. Refrigerator. Jesus Christ. Is, God, your, God is, your, is your fridge running? <laughs> well, you better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you laugh so hard, you shit yourself? No. I've never. Had that. That. <laughs> I can't even relate to that on any level. Maybe as a toddler when I was still in diapers? You don't remember that. I you, don't. I'm trying you know to know you feel bad shit when you were drunk. <laughs> I, I think my drunk stories are completely different than yours.
Yeah, instead of pissy and shit. No, not even in that regard. I think I, you're lying. I have I have full control of my bowels. I think you're lying. When I'm drunk. But then again, maybe I don't get that drunk. I've never gotten to the point where I just woke up and pissed myself or woke up and I was in a bed of pee. Are we really going to talk about this again? I mean, I don't know. Damn it. <clears throat> that sounds really low. It's gonna fall out of the fucking sky. <laughs> <laughs> that plane's gonna fall, man, I'm telling you. No, there's still a mis- <clears throat> Oh, they go down your throat. Maybe. Uh, fall that thing, baby. No, there's, there's still a mosquito running rampant in this garage. Cut. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right there. It's right there. It's right there. It's right behind you. Oh, it's bad. Okay. Alright, so, let's go. Oh, oh, there it is. Did you get it? Did you get it? That was in your face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Got it? High five, bro. Here you go. Alright. Now I can I can I can concentrate. Focus. I can focus. <laughs> I couldn't focus when that shit was like. Buzzing around my face. <laughs> get out, get out my face, dog. Okay, cut. That's going in the outtakes, but cut. <laughs> we got that, motherfucker. <laughs> That's all we need. I got your bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, if this is an abrupt return to the show, I apologize. We just killed the mosquito, so I'm just going to pick up where we left off. <laughs>